You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks very much for joining us. As the state begins to open back up during the pandemic, courts are also grappling with how to resume cases. For housing cases alone, 17,000 landlord-tenant cases are filed each month here in the state of Michigan. And that creates a huge backlog for courts to deal with at a time when it's just not safe to go about business as usual in the courtroom. Here to talk about these issues is Michigan Supreme Court Chief Justice Bridget McCormick, who says Michigan's approach to dealing with these issues is a pioneering approach that hopefully will serve as an example for other states. Bridget, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yes. Uh, So we're talking about housing casings uh, resuming in a minute. But first, we've been talking all this hour so far about how the criminal justice system needs to change in this moment of reckoning that we're experiencing after the death of George Floyd and so many other people of color at the hands of police. You're the co-chair of a task force on overhauling the front end of the criminal justice system, along with Lieutenant Governor Garland Gilchrist. Talk about how you see those issues overlapping and what can be done in courts and jails to address these deep social injustices. Yeah, I mean, in some ways, um, our task force work has put Michigan in a position to to really be um, a national leader in jail and pretrial reform. Um, so our task force, um, Stephen, focused on, as you said, the front end of the criminal justice process. And in particular, we wanted to try and figure out why Michigan's county jail populations have tripled over the last three decades, mm. even though crime is at a 50-year low. Um, and we just didn't have statewide data to understand that. You know, there are 83 counties in Michigan, 81 county jails, and 81 different uh, systems for keeping data. Um, so we never before had a, a, a story to tell about why our jail populations were as large as they were and whether that was making our community safer. Um, so with the help of the Pew Charitable Trust, um, we now have statewide data to understand what's driving those jail populations. And based on that data, um, as well as sort of studying best practices around the country, this task force, which was a bipartisan and multi-stakeholder group, you know, uh, I always say in some ways the most diverse group of people I've ever had working around one table, um, came up with comprehensive consensus recommendations uh, to reform um, the front end of our criminal justice process. Um, And right now, a number of the recommendations are in bill draft and the legislature is considering them. So, you know, Michigan is, is actually poised to make some, some important changes that will dramatically um, impact how communities of color interact with uh, law enforcement. Yeah. You know, the, the first set of bills are aimed at the arrest and arrest deflection and diversion process. A number of, a number of them recommend decriminalizing um, uh, low-level misdemeanors and traffic offenses, um, as well as uh, allowing for citation in lieu of arrest. Um, People do not have to be taken to jail for many of those offenses. In fact, we found that taking them to jail makes communities less safe, not safer. Um, And then uh, disaggregating the penalty of suspending someone's driver's license from offenses that have nothing to do with driving safety. That turns out to be Driving with a suspended license turns out to be a huge driver of our oversized jail populations. And um, it's often the case that folks have that penalty for 
offenses that have nothing to do with driving safety at all. They have they have more to do with whether they can afford to pay some fine or fee or cost. Right, right. Uh, there's also an effort to look at the bail system here yep. in in Michigan and and how that contributes to to swelling jail populations. Absolutely. I mean, it, so so um, you know the the task force focused its recommendations on sort of three parts of the county jail process. And the first, as I said, was arrest, arrest, diversion, and deflection. How can we just keep cases from ever showing up in court in the first instance, or at least in jail in the first instance, I should say. The next set of recommendations, which are also making their way into um, bill draft, concern uh, bail and pretrial. Who's held while they're waiting for trial and why um, and what processes are folks entitled to if they're held just because they can't afford to pay. Um, and so those those recommendations are also uh, making their way to the legislature. And, I, you know, I, I, as I said, the fact that we did this deep dive into the data, looked at all of the best practices around the country and heard from people around the state of Michigan um, you know, we were in Traverse City, we were in Grand Rapids, we were in Lansing, we were in Detroit, and we heard overwhelmingly from people impacted by the system um, that it's time for some change. Yeah. And, 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 and we have the roadmap now to, to do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's talk about what's going on in courts now that we've been under a stay-at-home order for months and things are starting to ease up a bit. Uh, how are courts dealing with the questions of resuming their work? I, I feel like uh, when you think of the different parts of our world that need to come back, courts present a number of unique challenges, I guess, that uh, yeah. that we won't see other places. They really do, um, and especially in um, busy jurisdictions where our you know courts pack people in, especially for certain dockets, busy dockets. Um, and unlike restaurants or amusement parks, you don't get to choose not to go, right? You don't get to say, you know, I am immunocompromised or I live with somebody who is immunocompromised, so I'm not going to go to um, such and such restaurant. You don't have a choice when a judge tells you you have to go to court. You have mm-hmm. to go to court, mm-hmm. which means we really have to get this reopening right. You know, we really have to make sure people have confidence that they're going to be safe um, when, they, when, they, when they come to court. Um, we, we, we had a great, Michigan had a great head start on the rest of the country because before we had a pandemic, we had bought every trial judge a Zoom license, as well as the hardware, the polycom equipment to be able to huh. conduct remote proceedings. Um, I wish I could tell you that was because we were like prescient and we saw a pandemic coming. It was not. Uh, we just thought it made sense to start doing some remote proceedings because Michigan is such a big state. And if a lawyer needs to appear in Grand Rapids at nine o'clock and Oakland County at 10 o'clock, you can do that with remote technology. And so we've actually done, um, I think more than, and Texas is, is our main competitor. Um, they're doing great as well, but we, we, we have more courts remote streaming proceedings right now than, than most places um, in the country. And we also have them live streaming those proceedings to YouTube. You can go on the Michigan Supreme Court website and you can watch courts anywhere in the state. You can just click on the county you're interested in, see who's, who's working, and then watch their proceedings live um, on YouTube. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be part that, so, so that, you know, that and that's turned out to be um, hugely advantageous for transparency, for accessibility, for user friendliness, you know, for convenience for lawyers um, and litigants alike. And so that genie's not going back in the bottle. That's going to be part of what we do going forward. Mm. Um, but some of these busy dockets where 
it is mostly pro se litigants, and that's true of the eviction docket. Yeah. Um, we, 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 we're we're going to have to um, do some triaging and um, figure out a smart way through. Um, so usually a landlord-tenant docket might have, you know, many dozens of cases scheduled for for a exact same time um, on the exact same date. Um, and we're we're not going to we're not going to we're not going to do that that way. We're going to have specific times for specific cases. Um, and we're also working on um, a a process, a diversion program through our landlord tenant dockets to connect litigants, um, and I mean by that tenants and landlords, with significant resources that the legislature has um, has devoted to yeah. this. You know, just the Senator Stamos's bill has you know sixty million dollars aimed at um, helping landlords and tenants uh, uh, get out of this. Um, this backlog, and and by giving everybody a week, we, we a week to connect with those resources, we hope to um, both solve some problems yeah. that are win-win um, and avoid these busy courtroom dockets. Yeah. So NPR reported last week on courts in other states that are evicting people during Zoom calls, uh, sometimes when they're unable to call in or are having trouble. Connecting. I mean, those kind of sensitivities, I think, have to be really taken into, a, into account when you're talking about, you know, a, a great technology that allows us to do things differently, but that may not be accessible to, to, to everybody. And when the stakes in a case are, you know, somebody's home, for instance. Yeah. Yeah, we're not requiring Zoom hearings for tenants unless they can participate that way. The first hearing in all of these, but when, this, when the moratorium lifts, which um, seems like it will be lifted on June 30th, we expect um, that the cases that are filed will. We, we have we have required judges to to address the backlog from the oldest to the newest, mm-hmm. um, and then the first hearing, unless both litigants indicate they want it to be by zoom will not be it'll be and that's because so many pro se litigants might not understand how to access the hearing that way so that first hearing will will be in person it will just have to be scheduled at a time certain when the court can protect um the litigants in in the in the courtroom yeah Um, yeah. and then subsequent hearings we are requiring be by zoom unless a litigant cannot access zoom i will tell you that the, the the zoom platform the remote platform um, it, it, it is worth worrying about how we make sure self-represented litigants um, can access it as, as well as anybody else. Um, but 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 it's it has some promise even there. Um, we just have to be thoughtful and aggressive about how we make sure people have um, the, the the on-ramp to it. So I you know I, using public libraries as access to justice centers is one of my ideas. I want every public library to have kiosks and, you know, uh, self-help um, resources so that people can actually get their court business done in their libraries. Mm-hmm. I had a great Zoom meeting with the, um, the YMCA director in Detroit last week, and, she, and YMCAs are another option for that. So I, I, I want to um, both make sure that this new accessible, transparent system works um, not only well for self-represented litigants, but better than the old system. That's yeah. my goal. Yeah. Uh, we've got a caller. Uh, it was a specific question. Uh, Anthony in downtown Detroit. Anthony, welcome to the show. 
Hello. Hi. Uh, I was um, wondering about the cell phone rules in court. I know they were, like, working on getting that going before the pandemic, and then I don't know if that put a pause on it or what. But mm. also, um, when that happens, will you be able to record video and audio? Mm. Uh, great question, Anthony. Uh, talk about cell phones in courtrooms, something that uh, journalists have for a very long time been agitating mm-hmm. to be able to to use uh, for our work, but but lots of litigants need uh, need access to phones for different reasons. Where where are we on that? Yeah, agitate no more. We passed a rule, um, and <laughs> right. it went into effect uh, May first. Uh, May first, uh, people can people can bring their cell phones into court, um, and it, and that was uh, largely because we viewed it as an access to justice issue. Um, I, I, people will not be permitted in individual courtrooms to make their own recordings of proceedings. That's not the purpose. The purpose is for people to have imp, you know, access to the information that's on their phone and be able to um, communicate with people they need to communicate with. Um, but if the, the court must keep official proceedings and, that, and, 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 and people aren't going to be separately recording uh, uh, the proceedings. Yeah. Um, uh, let, let's talk about the, the things that are changing now that might be permanent changes, for example, scheduling yeah. cases for specific times instead of grouping lots of cases together. Um, through our reporting on yeah. evictions and housing here at WDET, we've talked about how the system can be especially burdensome on uh, the most vulnerable tenants who might not be able to take a, an entire day to sit in courtrooms and things like that. But I would imagine that there are a number of things you're doing that we might just say, hey, this is, this is better regardless yeah. of the pandemic. Yeah, we found that um, across the board already, and we have a, I have a, we, we have a task force working on um, what are we taking with us. It's the, you know, the, the sort of post-pandemic, post-pandemic uh, task force planning group, and um, they're keeping track of all of the changes that we've been forced to um, to, to to make. Um, which among those have actually improved processes? I mean, it's funny, Steve, and as you know from like someone who's followed like law and courts for a long time, can you think of any other industry that that has been able to avoid the tech <laughs> revolution coming for it the no, way courts I know. have? I, I know. mean, and so I, so defiantly too, right? <laughs> oh my gosh, and so successfully. And there's lots of reasons for that that are, I think, very interesting. Um, you know, we're, we're we're sort of trained in law school to be risk averse. We're trained to like we our our, our whole um, way of doing business is is um is relying on the past right that's what kind of sure. drives our, <laughs> our norms and so there are all these like really interesting reasons why we've been able to resist the tech revolution but um but 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 no more it's 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 finally come for us and and it's a good thing i i think we're the only industry that you can you can literally look back on uh courtroom scenes the courtroom scenes from like the, the 1918 flu and they look the same as they look now, you know? Like, nothing changed at all. <laughs> Maybe um, the clothing is a little different, right? right? that's it. That's it. Everything else is the same. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You know, time's up, man. Yeah. Time for, yeah, yeah. <laughs> time for something different. <laughs> yep. Okay, uh, Bridget McCormick, Chief Justice of the Michigan Supreme Court. is always great to catch up with you. Uh, we, are, we are heading back into these uh, reopenings now. Is that right? That's, that's starting to happen very we soon. We are. Yeah, yeah, we are. I mean, each court has its own, um, gets to respond to the local conditions on the ground, and they submit plans to the Michigan Supreme Court. We absolutely want to keep the public safe as we do it it would be um, a terrible mistake not to get it right. We're going to get it right. Okay. All right. Well, thanks very much for being here. Always great to talk with you. Thanks for having me. Take care. 
All right, that's going to do it for me today. I will be back tomorrow for a conversation with political strategist Heather McGee about how racist economic and social policy hurts all of us and what we can be doing to fix that. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's NPR station, your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk again tomorrow.